ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Our artist of the day today, Steve, on Orange Nation, Neil Diamond. This one hit number four, I am, I said. All right. Uh, it's going to be a slow day. Slow day? Yeah, yeah. I think so. It's his birthday today. So happy birthday, Neil. All right. As I mentioned, we've got four guests uh, on the show today. So let's uh, let's bring out our first guest. If you happen to be watching us at QSportsTalk.com, you see John Schmelk, reporter host for the New York Giants, joining us here as we uh, we recap the loss, recap the season uh, for Big Blue. And, uh, you know, John, it uh, it didn't go well, obviously. Uh, 38-7, Philly dominated that game from, from start to finish. Uh, you know, they, they were the better team. We knew the Giants would have to play well to, to be in it, and, uh, and they didn't. What, what stood out to you from that game Saturday night? Hey, look, when we talked last week, what did we say? If Jalen Hurts was healthy and 100%, this was going to be a tough go. Well, it was a tough go. Uh, the Eagles look like themselves. They they played their you know best brand of football like they did for most of the year. Uh, the Giants missed a couple small opportunities here or there that maybe could have made a marginal difference in the game. But I think when you saw at the end, the Eagles were just a much more talented team. I mean, you can go position group by position group. And you can stop me when you'd rather have the Giants group than the Eagles. I mean, wide receiver, quarterback, uh, offensive line, tight end, what, you know, to cornerback, defensive line. I mean, you, you check the Eagles on nearly every one of those boxes. And when that's the case, it, it's going to be a tough go. And, you know, we talked about Daniel Jones's you know, very hot start to the year, but a lot of it came against the Vikings, who has one of the worst defenses in the league. Well, the offense looks a lot different when you face the best past defense in the league and the Eagles. So, you know, I think what we saw is something that I think we all kind of, you know, suspected, but now know for sure the you know, the giants were better this year, but then Joe Shane said this at his press conference yesterday. They are not in the group right now with the Eagles, the 49ers, uh, the Bengals, the bills, the chiefs, and you know, also the Cowboys in, in there too. You can, you know, they're not talented enough to play with that group yet. They hope to be there next year or the year after. Yeah, and and that's the trick, right? Is is I think everyone would agree year one was a success under Brian Dable, and and now how do you repeat that success and and build upon this moving forward? So with that being said, John, you know as you look at the off season, um, what what are the biggest areas that this team needs to address? Uh, position groups that this needs this team needs to address. Yeah, great question, and I think there's a few spots that you can focus on. Wide receiver is one. I think they found guys that can help, right? Richie James was a good addition. You know, Isaiah Hodgins was a nice story, but those guys are not ones. You know, they need a one. Uh, and the problem is that I don't know if there's a one out there in free agency. Is there a true one even in there in the draft? I don't think there's going to be a top 10 wide receiver pick this year. You know, I don't think it's an elite wide receiver class. So you go trade for one. That's a big thing. You need to get a, a Daniel Jones, a guy that can win consistently. Uh, number two, who's your middle linebacker? I mean, who's your inside linebackers? You know, Jalen Smith was one of the starters. And then Gerard Davis is someone they brought in at the end of December. He started the playoff camp. You know, I think that tells you what they thought about their inside linebackers on the roster. You know, Darian Beavers, a draft pick last year will come back. But, you know, inside linebackers a spot. You know, another guard or center. John Feliciano and Nick Gates are both free agents. Do you have to add a guy that can play guard or center and move into one of those starting spots? Uh, add a cornerback to play with Adoree Jackson. That's another spot I think you probably make would have a consideration of adding another talented player that you might want to start next year. So, you know, those are the starts I, spots I would start at. But look, this is, despite the record to me, this is still the start of a 
I would say medium term building process, you know, uh, they have like 50 million in cap space, but they have to re-sign Daniel Jones. They got to re-sign Saquon Barkley. They got to re-sign Julian Love. And then all of a sudden you're not down to not a lot of cap space, right? So I don't think this is like, oh yeah, next year, 13 wins, Super Bowl, let's go. You know, I, I still don't think this is what it's going to be. You're further along than you thought, but I still think it, you know, this is a building process. It took the Eagles and Cowboys and Niners time to build up those rosters. It didn't happen in a day. All right, so along those lines, you, know, you talk about what, what position groups they need to address. You, you touched on some of the, uh, the, the guys who are free agents and some of the decisions that need to be made with the, with the, the roster as it stands right now. So, so with that in mind, uh, bring us up to date, I guess, on the, the free agents and, and you know, the, the decisions that uh, the front office needs to make about guys who are, are, are here and whether or not they'll still be here with the Giants come next season. Yeah, they have a bunch of guys in-house that they're going to have to take care of. You know, Daniel Jones is number one, unrestricted free agent. That's what makes it difficult. If they could go back in time and pick up that fifth-year option, I'm sure they would, unfortunately. Time travel is not a thing. You know, Saquon Barkley is an unrestricted free agent. What do they do with him? You can only franchise one of those guys. You would hope to figure out a long-term deal with one of them, franchise the other, or if you could do long-term deals with both, even better. You know, Julian Love was one of their most consistent players all year, rarely missed a snap. They'd like to have him back at safety. Another guy they have to worry about. I mentioned John Feliciano, Nick Gates on the offensive line. They're free agents. What do they do there? And then what makes it trickier is that you're not just playing for this year. You're planning ahead, right? So after next season, here are some free agents. Xavier McKinney, one of their best young players. Dexter Lawrence, perhaps the best player on the team. In two seasons, Andrew Thomas, one of the best left tackles in football is a free agent. So, you have to plan ahead to retain those guys, which are your literally best players as well. So that's kind of what the long-term planning process now is going to be for Joe Shane. And you figure out what your walkaway number is for all these guys and you figure out who's going to be back. You know, John, when you look back on this, uh, this past season, what, uh, what do you think you're going to take away with, you know, for, for you anyway, what, what stood out to you the most for, from this past season? The coaching. I mean, I think you feel pretty good that these coaches put these players in the best position to succeed. The fact that the offense is able to have the success that they had with that receiving core is impressive. I think Mike Kafka and Brian Dable did a great job in scheming guys open. Uh, Daniel Bellinger, another guy they schemed open a lot. And then I thought Wink Martindale on defense showed more flexibility than I thought he would. You know, he went away from the blitz a bit towards the end of the year. And that, you know, he's Mr. Blitz it, but he did not do that as much late in the season. So, you know, those are the things I take away. I think they're in real good hands from a coaching perspective. Now you just got to get the talent up to par. All right, we're in the uh, the final four now for uh, for the NFL. Uh, who, who do you have winning the NFC? Who do you have winning the AFC? Who wins it all? You know, I think I'm going to go Eagles here. They looked good enough in that game last week. And I think the Cowboys defense showed that you can slow down that 49er offense if your scheme and personnel is good enough. And I think the Eagles defense is... is Probably a, maybe a notch below Dallas, but they're very, very good. So I don't think the Niners are going to put up all those points. And I do think the Eagles offense, what makes it so tough, guys, if you play deep coverage against A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, who are great, they get a run on you. If you come up to stop the run, they can pass it on you. They're so balanced, and their offensive line is fantastic. So I think the Eagles are going to be a little bit too much for the 49ers. I'll go Philly. And then if it wasn't for that Patrick Mahomes high ankle sprain, and I do worry about the Bengals offensive line with their three starters out, but they did a good job against Buffalo last week. I think the snow helped them a little bit in that regard too. It slowed down the pass rush a little bit, but the Bengals just look 
like they have it going. And I think I've said this to you guys. Joe Burrow reminds me a lot of Joe Montana. You know, he just always knows where to go with the ball. He's accurate. He gets it out. He's a winner. He's good. And they got great receivers. So I'm going to say Bengals Eagles. All right. And then who who wins it all for you? You, you lean in Eagles at this point? Oh, God, I, I think I might get thrown out of the building if I say Eagles. So I'm just going to nod. That's, that's fair. That's uh, uh, that, well well said by you. Uh, yeah, good PR move there. Uh, John, listen, you've been so gracious with your time all season long. Uh, we very much do appreciate it. Um, and, you know, maybe we can talk some Knicks basketball with you as, as things move along. But uh, as far as the Giants season goes, obviously it is now over. And uh, we really do appreciate you coming on all season long. Great job. Nah, I'm happy to do it, guys. I'm off to Mobile, Alabama in the Senior Bowl next week. The draft process begins. Giants are picking in the 20s. Thank God. No top 10 picks anymore, which means they won some games this year. But, uh, you know, I have all the fans out there that love the draft. We do a bunch of draft stuff on Giants.com and for agency stuff in the offseason. Go check it out. Big Blue Kickoff Live, Giants Little Podcast. Make sure you guys go check that out. We'll be covering it all offseason. All right. We will definitely do that, and uh, we'll catch up again soon. We'll go from talking Wink Martindale, Steve. To me, turning into Gene Rayburn. Match game. We're going to play the match game next, Steve. Back after this. That was an old person reference. (laughs) 